Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is A New World Order and this is the start of our third season. If you have joined us in the last five episodes, then you would have been privy to the lovely little brief interstitial where nothing weird was happening. We were just governing our nations as well as we could, some better than others, of course. Banning things left and right. (laughs) Uh, But now... Things are going to change. The voice you are hearing right now is Zainzi Weber, National Chancellor of the Council of Zainstralia. All the words were there. They didn't need to be in any particular order. Uh, And I'm here with my two colleagues from across the seas. One who is very proud of his primitive information technology and one who is ashamed of his tendency to ban things for the good of his people. That actually applies to both of us mm-hmm. equally. Mm-hmm. I, in equal measure. I mean, sure. I don't know. I was <laughs> listening. I am ashamed of banning things, that's for sure. I don't ban things, so I have no shame. <laughs> I am your fearless leader, Sebastian, of the United States of World America. Is that the title I'm sticking with? Probably not, but it's the one I have today. You have no fear. Correct. You could uh, You could say I am a fearless leader. You just... You could, l- Gazed at, at at the back wall like there was a ghost or something that was about to <laughs> you know, like pounce on you. <laughs> you have cats and dogs and they, do thing, <laughs> they just like stare at a wall for a minute. You're like, what are they seeing? It's bizarre. I had no idea what you were doing. Yeah. And I am Andrew Shoster, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And now for the twist. At the end of season two, we made first contact. Remarkable. Remarkable. And everything seemed fine until they switched our minds about... Oh, no, aliens with an agenda? Yeah, so now... Oh, no, did I miss, did I upset them when I launched all my garbage <laughs> into space? Yes, Was that did. a bad idea? I think I literally may have thrown out, like, F the aliens at the end of the last episode. Yep, definitely you did. And I want everyone to know, this is not clever foreshadowing. I forgot the genuine reason behind what was happening for the rest of the season. And just accidentally may have caused it. So very what this means very American of you. <laughs> so what this means is that for five episodes at a time, there is a chance that one of my colleagues from across the seas will be governing Zane Australia, and I might be governing one of their nations. So I guess the only way to do it is to get into it. Now we just have to press a button and see. Which of which nation we get assigned? So, does anyone want to spend some veto points to be the first to press the button? Before we get there, I want the official stance to be known from World America that we don't think it's aliens. We think it's some sort of Freaky Friday scenario where we, all the three of us have obviously all said something at the same time and then like lightning hit. I love and that even in this, in this fictitious 
uh, premise of this fictitious world. St. Merica's choosing to believe the opposite of what is actually happening that we all agreed on beforehand. I just think it was probably magic. It's like okay? you're anti-science. <laughs> no, no, no. I love science, but this is this feels like a this feels like a nineties uh, comedy. No, I, I mean, need, I need to make it more fake. It's not fake enough for me. I need to make it even more yeah. fake. I wish my economy was like yours. We all said <laughs> at the same time looking at uh, uh, World America. And I said it too because it wouldn't feel left out. And that <laughs> the one <lightning laughs> struck. I don't wish my country was more Well, like then you yours. should have just said it in unison with all three of them. I didn't. Yeah, well, it happened. Um, I have no horse in this race. The fates can will you, dictate which which thing I pull from the from Can the you cup. imagine ScoMo, Putin, and... and no! Uh, and, uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> Mario, Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. Mario Silvani, all, all I huddling, around, me. <laughs> huddling around a little, a little, you know, blanket with some with some biscuits on there, and just going, <laughs> just playing these little games with their countries. Oh. All right. Well, if no one wants to bid any veto points to be the first to choose which nation they're going to get, uh, randomly, of course. I think. Well, shall we just start with Australia? You can. Well, for a veto point, Certainly. you can. Well, I'm not going. I'm not. I, I don't have any horse in this race. So someone has to go first, and it'll just rotate if no you're one taking, bids for it. You're taking a one third shot. Yeah. So go for it. Press that button. Oh, uh, I made. I made the names so tiny, so it would be. A Wait, pop. we did. We didn't verify that. Oh yeah, no, they, they all say Zane Australia on them. <laughs> Sorry, well, that's patently untrue, <laughs> because the nation that I will be running for the next five. Is it? Oh, I think we got once a week. Is it every five? Nope. Oh, okay. Every five for the next five episodes. Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, will be in charge of Andropolia. Ah, hello. <laughs> Best case scenario for Andropolia, yeah, am I it's right? Pretty good. All right. Well, this is a 50 50 chance of me fucking up Zane or ruling myself. So this is great. Zane Australia, it is. I don't get. I don't have any pageantry. We, we had a three way swap, if you will. Yep, hey, three way swap. I wonder uh, who I got. <laughs> let me let me just confirm. Zane Australia. Oh my! I'll say America. There are going to be so many cuts. Oh no! This this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> yeah, is this cut all funding? If he gets if he gets the abolish the government, <laughs> choose your policies carefully, if you dare. I mean, Zane Australia and Andropolia <laughs> at least are on the same ground philosophically, if not practically. Um, I, I don't know what you're going to do with Zane Australia. Probably, Probably just free the people. Employ some, they're free. How could they be freer? <laughs> Maybe raise taxes. Who knows? This is a good start. So we, we each swapped. Yes. Yeah. Nobody's so, running their own no, country. three-way swap. I will be referring to this as the first of the three-way dancers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, well, uh, uh, all right. Let me pick my issue first, shall we? Um, I think I think just to just to uh... this is terrible. Okay, we'll, we'll end with mine because I think the biggest cliffhanger will come from what horrible thing Andrew does to my nation. Okay, well, <laughs> not I'm... that I'm signposting bad things, but honestly, come on. I'm, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a uh, an issue called "It Takes a Village," a recently released book authored by Castiel Springsteen, my former. Human Services Minister, has highlighted the financial and mental health concerns of parents in Australia. The book has thrust the issue of childcare back into the public spotlight. This is saying that I actually really care about, so you're lucky. That's why I picked it. There are five options. 
I don't know how much more I can take without government support, complains a visibly stressed out mother while desperately trying to console her screaming child. Between working two jobs and raising a child, I, I don't know how I'm managing to hold it together. The government needs to start getting involved before there is mass mental breakdowns. If you gave parents a tax credit and invest some invest in some mental health initiatives it would really help oh won't somebody please think of the children i am thinking of the children in this case you have my ears and my heart but who's next in that in that case we are giving parents a tax credit and investing in mental health initiatives rather than investing in childcare, because that's something that will come later option number two the problem with the the problem is that these fathers and mothers obviously have no idea how to do their job, counters my education minister while raising her voice over the tantrum throwing toddler. Parents need to understand budgeting, stress management, and how to calm down screaming infants. I propose mandatory parenting classes for adults and teenagers alike. The government could then take away children from those who fail the testing. Sure, that would mean investing more in the education budget, but uh won't you please think of the children? Oh, I am thinking of the children, but a little bit less in this case. <laughs> so in that in that case, they they want to train parents to parent and take children away from parents who don't parent the way that the government wants them to parent. They haven't called that it sounds such. sounds dangerous. It's I a, wonder, is there a precedent for that? Has, has any government ever done that before? A parent license. <laughs> <laughs> Option. I was, I was thinking more of the... Uh, <laughs> just the deep dark history re- of Australia re- relocating yeah, the children yeah. into more yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, palatable uh, families yeah. <laughs> you're all missing the obvious solution coos my incredibly mature 16 year old niece as she calms down the crying <laughs> what Australia needs is a national babysitting and nanny program Parents obviously need a break from the stresses of child-wearing, and people need to know that their lives aren't going to be interrupted by screaming kids. By enlisting the help of babysitters and nannies across the country, along with investments in daycare and childcare programs, this problem will be a thing of the past. My niece hands me the baby. Isn't he adorable? I know I'm sounding like an absolute conservative here, but what about the family? Are there no yeah. family members that... Can alleviate the uh, the stress of parenting, as is traditional. As is traditional. He's, I say, waving a hand <laughs> in the air. Are those like the only options? Person. No, there are two more. Okay, good, because those are all... I mean, apart from the uh, stolen generation option of number two, um, <laughs> they're all kind of similar-ish. They're just patching the different ends of the same problem. So, like... Yeah. I, mean, I know which one I'm going for so far, very easily, but they're all kind of tackling the before. issue. Yeah. No, 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 claims my finance minister, who has recently been named Australia's most eligible bachelor by Bonjour magazine. Why should my taxes have to pay for someone else's bratty kids? I'm already paying over and above for these social programs and they're obviously not working. This one. Let's get rid of whatever childcare programs we have and save ourselves a bundle of frugals. If you can't afford to have kids, then don't have them. Correct. This is exactly why I got given this issue and you did not. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, because that's like, instead of dealing with the problem, let's make it worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's take away whatever support there is. Option number five. They all have it wrong. 
invokes impatient company boss Cleveland Bronte, who is infamous for his misogynistic rants. The problem isn't just that these girls neglect their kids, but they neglect their work as well. If an employer feels his female staff are tired looking, they should be allowed to dismiss them from their jobs. It's for their benefit as well as ours. We just take the decision out of their hands so they don't have to worry their pretty little heads about it. As detestable (laughs) as his opinion is... You, as as an employer, you should not be infringed on firing anybody for any reason you like. But th- th- that issue was tacked on to a very different issue. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. This, this, right. this issue here isn't about giving employers more no, no, rights no, no. to fire. It's no, about fixing a child. So, a quick recap. Oh, no, I don't need one. <laughs> Unless Option, you want to do one. <laughs> I'm going to do one. Option number one is uh, is more mental health support and giving parents a tax credit. Option number two is testing parents and removing their children if they don't come up to scratch. Option number three is uh, more money into babysitting, nanny and childcare programs. Option number four is uh, stop all support to parents and let them suffer. Uh, no, it it is. It's literally yeah. It's literally cut everything it's like that they cut have. Everything, but not, and let, then, not and let them suffer. If they're suffering, if they're already suffering yeah, they with suffer. some support. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. And option number five is parents are annoying. Let me fire them. Okay. So it's not number two. It's not number five, four, and five. But with number two, I wish that ed- I like the education aspect of it. I don't like the testing aspect of it. I wish I could cherry pick that out of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm Welcome go- to nation states. <laughs> I'm going to go option one, obviously, because I'm not a psychopath. And the reason is, as opposed to option three, with the tax credit that they receive in option one, they can potentially look into options like getting nannies if that if that's you know budgetable for them, given that they'll also have income plus this little bit of a tax credit there. Um, so it's leaving the doors open for a bit more choice, but also just from like a mental health aspect, I think it's the best option. You also have to keep in mind if you're offering a tax credit for having children, you're now incentivizing having children. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially making a long-term problem worse by encouraging people to have more children than they, than they naturally would otherwise. I don't think the tax, I think you'll, I mean, I would assume you'll find having a child is still more of a financial burden than a positive when it comes to that tax credit. You'll still be, it'll still be a net loss. It really depends on, on, on what your current situation is. Uh, I know that Australia, uh, oh, would have been about 15 years ago. The baby bonus? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, did exactly this thing to encourage people to have more children. Um because we needed a population boom, and let's yeah. not let's not let immigration. <laughs> yeah, they just decided we needed one, and this is the way we're going to get it. Hey, talk to Peter Costello about it. <laughs> He's the one who told everyone to go forth and multiply. Literally, direct quote. Uh, I'm okay with that as an option, so I'm not going to spend any vetoes to stop you. I'm going to accept that, and let's see what investing in mental health <laughs> and giving parents a tax credit. Does. Out of reference, if you did want to stop me, is it just one veto to remove that option, or is it? Is or I forget. yeah. So yeah. you you would state which one you want to go, and I'm like, oh, oops, can't do that oh, one. Oh no, I hit. And then the you X. pick a next, another one. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but in uh, in an obviously antagonistic relationship, you would probably have to veto everything that you don't want to happen uh, <laughs> in order. And so doing a five <laughs> option one was probably 
uh, a risky move for Zane Australia. But it turned out fine. The government frequently panders to parents with boutique tax credits. I'm no hero, says heroic Zane Australian. Medical researchers closing on cure for spontaneous decapititis. <laughs> what? Reen- <laughs> reinforced necks. I see. <clears throat> Not just spontaneous lobbing off of the head. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, we're reinforcing people's necks. Uh, school fate, huge success. Zane Australians soak up super summer. Now, public health care is the biggest up with uh, 4.8%. With welfare up three, health by 1.9, niceness is up by 1.3, and then we have <clears throat> weather, compassion, uh, pacifism, economic output, average income, lifespan, tourism, and human development index uh, are all up between less than 1%. Okay, so fairly uh, Yes, the biggest down is average disposable income, which is 1.6%. With uh, charmlessness, 1.1, and then crime, obesity, cheese exports, and agriculture all down less than 1%. So I think that's, 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 uh, that's a net gain for Zane Australia. Excellent. Along, along similar lines than what I would have gone. I might, I might have chosen the childcare option. Really? Because our healthcare is already very subsidized. So if there is a problem, I, I would suggest that it's probably not with the healthcare; it's with the the systems, the support systems themselves. So maybe I would have. I don't know. Um, it, it was. It came down to those two for for Zane Australia as well. Okay. All right. So said America wants to go last. Shall we head on over to, to Andropolia? I'm happy to. And I and I just want to say, it's it's a nice idea, a nice sounding idea when a government says. We're going to offer you support, but by but by funding childcare and and things like that, you de-incentivize you know communities coming together themselves and families coming together themselves uh, to address the problem completely voluntarily because now they're competing I with a subsidized version of absolutely that. agree, which yeah. is why I might have gone for the third option because it in it because it uh, brought in babysitters and nannies, not just childcare where you yeah. go and drop your child off at a at a centre and then bring them back. By all accounts, Zane Australia would much prefer multi-generational living, um, where you have older retired grandparents yeah. and great grandparents to assist with childcare. Um I think that that is an ideal situation in an ideal world. It's also um, cultural and that's not something that not government something, should be involved in. Yeah. They do frequently though. Well, you know, <laughs> someone's got to fight capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is tricky. I know <laughs> you're going to be choosing. So, okay, let's. No, no, no. no. Hey, oh yes, I'm in charge. The issues, the issues need uh, to be dealt the with. Issues. So here we go. Well, Heidi, I'm sure we've dealt with this before. I'm also certain I've dealt with something similar to this, if not this very issue before. But issues don't come around in the they game a second time. They don't shouldn't they? come around again. While heading to your office in Andropolia City, you suddenly find yourself caught in a massive rally staged by angsy, angry taxi drivers protesting FUBAR, a popular ride-sharing service. Now, As, this is Zane Australia. Oh, there we go. As the demonstration blocks off all nearby streets, you are forced to hear the drivers' respective demands. Mm. FUBAR mm. is destroying our business, exclaims Naki McLeod while, taking, while trying to offer you a ride. 
They charge cheap fares only because they don't have to pay for registration, special number plates and occupational insurance. That's unfair. FUBAR is dangerously unregulated. They don't even perform background checks on their drivers. Do you really want these potentially dangerous drivers who have no knowledge of the area giving Andropolia a bad name to tourists? Ride-sharing is anti-competition and a threat to public safety. It must be banned. Option two. Okay. Anti-competition, eh? <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're competing too hard. It's, it's anti-competition. Yeah, I only want people I know competing against me <laughs> in ways that I, <laughs> that I approve. I think all this nonsense is nothing more than these taxi drivers being afraid of a little competition, comments FUBAR driver Waldo Spirit, while checking their phone for nearby rides. People are sick of taxis. They have to wave their hands up and down like lunatics in order to get one or spend three hours on a call waiting. And we all know taxi drivers always look for ways to cheat you. With FUBAR, a friendly driver is always available fairly quickly and all you need is a phone app. I implore you to use some common sense. FUBAR is safe, convenient and the way of the future. So it's not entirely clear on what he's suggesting, but... And, he's, guessing- not, and he's not also not denying that they don't do background checks and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's true. Uber most certainly does. Most certainly does. And I'm I'm sure all the other. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Others do as well. They're, they're all regulated yes. now anyway in Australia. But alas, we have to deal with the nation states version. Mm. Option three of three. You know, this wouldn't be a problem if we had more public transit in our cities, interjects bus driver Bodie Breitbart while delaying traffic behind his vehicle. Fubar and the taxis are both great services, but only for well-off citizens. People who barely make ends meet don't have the luxury of affording a taxi to get around everywhere. It's time to start investing in infrastructure and public transit so that everyone can go about their daily lives. Besides, everyone loves our environmentally friendly buses. They're great for tourism and accessible to the handicapped. Not to mention our drivers are much nicer than any taxi driver. Wink, wink. Is this because you're a bus driver? You think I have a (laughs) skin in this game? I will say that third option does not deal with the issue of the strike at all. At all. Except to ignore it and invest <laughs> invest money in, in public transport. But you already have quite robust public transport in, in Andropology. I've you? begun to have some. I've made some inroads into that. I would uh, I think my my feelings are not with the taxi drivers because FUBAR in this situation is by, by being deregulated, is forcing a, a, a rather overregulated industry to change. Um, yes, at the cost of the overrated. At the, at the cost. But that's, that's the thing. If someone invents a pill that you can buy for a dollar a day, which means you have to eat nothing else, you would have restaurants and, yeah. and, and, and farmers but, going... But this, is, but this is a world where somebody has invented a pill for a dollar a day where everything's covered in a world where um, every single restaurant was mandated to charge at least $10 yes. for three meals a day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you didn't have an option to, to do anything else. So my, my instinct is to ignore the strike and invest further into public transport. Okay, it does address... I, 
I am completely with you on this one, and that was exactly the option I was hoping you would you would take. Yeah. Um, because what is option number two asking for? It's it's not clear because it's he's essentially asking for legitimacy. He's not directly asking for any sort of subsidy. He just says, "I implore you to use some common sense. Fubar is safe, convenient, and the way of the future." The, I mean, the fact that because in a, in a in a regulation phobic society like Andropolia, I'm surprised that a taxi, the taxi industry, is regulated to such a point that Uber coming in would disrupt it. Exactly right. Um, and he's not even suggesting to get rid of the regulation um, or even to protest being a part of it. Yeah. He's simply saying uh, make, make Just Uber. don't outlaw me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, mm. Which seems unfair to, to um, de- decriminalise his skirting of the regulations but keep the regulations for the taxi drivers. That seems... Like well, a, like oh, a, I think that a really yeah, unfair move. You'd probably get rid of the regulations. You'd deregulate Absol- the industry. Absolutely. Um, even so, I think I'll, I'll, I will go with the with the public transport option. Okay, very good. That is being selected right now. Let me just confirm that with my confirming finger. Mm. Conspiracy theorists allege Andropoli City's new subway map resembles satanic symbols. I mean, Why? you got rid of all your witches. No, apparently not. Apparently, they're scurrying around. I should have got the troll hunter. <laughs> yes, obviously I yes. Should, I, it was a missed opportunity. I made an enemy of said America. I should have just gone with the troll hunter. You're both living with this problem. I need to know. Like this is coming for you too, Zane. Uh, no, I'm educating my witches. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so they're smarter and more dangerous. <laughs> no, yeah. So they're smarter and more dangerous to enemies of Zane Australia. We'll see who's an enemy of Zane Australia. Now, let me just say again: this is nation states, and you're presented with options. This yeah. isn't. An ideal world. I'm all for freedom and voluntarism. Yeah, um, where nobody should be compelled to do. I, I honestly think in this issue, the taxi Uber situation or Fubar yeah. situation plays out as it would. Um, True. Yeah. So you're True. not you're not caving to the taxi drivers' demands of you getting rid of Fubar. I think either the regulations stay in and FUBA has to comply eventually, yeah. like in Australia, yeah. or you deregulate and it's well, the same across the board. The options were, uh, number one, ban. Yeah. Number two, de- decriminalise but not make any um, regulatory changes to another industry with which it's directly competing. Yeah. Or number three, subsidise heavily um, uh, public, public transport. transport. None yeah. of those are ideal options as far as I'm no. concerned. Um Perhaps the subsidy one is the fairest of them all, even though it's not fair at all to burden people with paying for stuff they won't necessarily use. The Anthropoly Sentinel reports auto industry hits speed bump. That was going to happen. Cinematic reruns prove popular. Engine room of economy ticking over nicely. And tax cuts relief to many. Oh, There we go. I would have thought taxes would have gone up on that. Public transport up 283%. Wow. And environmental beauty up 19%. Government size up six, that's no surprise. Weather up five. Average disposable income up four and a half. And tourism and lifespan up 4%. We're back to the mid-50s. All right. Just shy of 55. Well, uh, I mean, average disposable income probably because you're cutting down on your transport costs. Quite possibly. Um, and less pollution, so maybe lifespan. This is good. Tax is up marginally at 0.73%. It's up to 5.5% now. Yeah. I, ideally, I'd like it at five, but... Hey, things need to things need to happen. Things need to happen. People need to move. Sixty percent of things need to happen. <laughs> as far as downtrends are concerned, the death rate is down two point three percent. Manufacturing is down four 
So not a big hit. Not a huge hit. A noticeable hit, but not a big hit by any means. Obesity down 5%. That's excellent. Charmlessness down 7 And auto manufacturing, unbelievable, down 145%. That auto engineer, <laughs> auto manufacturing is a... Uh is, is a volatile market in Andropolia. You take your future in your own hands when you decide to invest in auto manufacturing in Andropolia. Uh, but the Henry Ford Productivity Index, already at negative 2, is now at negative 4.9. I don't know what that means. These scales rarely make any sense. It's just a number at the end of the day. I think, uh, I think that's a net gain for Andropolia. I consider that a positive also. Yeah. Despite the marginal increase in taxation... Um, there are noticeable benefits that, that are coming from that. Lifespan and average disposable income. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's it's not a fair trade-off in the sense that, you know, you, you're forcing people to pay, you know, more money and then saying, but look, you get all these benefits. That's not an excuse for well, doing no, it. Well, no, no. You're, you're paying marginally more tax, but you do get more money. So you end up paying less money out of pocket. Uh, oh, that's true. D- yeah. Disposable income did increase four and a half percent. Yeah, and Absolutely increased right. much more than your tax did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, positive yeah. all round in around. So it's just life. taking some of the money that they would give to taxis or ride shares and giving it to the government instead. Sure, that's that's exactly no, what happened. I, I know it's all, <laughs> it's all very complicated. It's all very complicated. Okay, said America, hit us with your cliffhanger. Oh, I I may have picked uh, an issue that. Not oh. even Andrew could mess up. Um, <laughs> it's like, just well, watch me try. Vote of confidence there. <laughs> it's called, what's got into Seb America? It doesn't say world America. Is it immigrants? I, I, kind of, actually. <laughs> oh. A newly imported brand of coffee from Macronesia has a rather funny name. It's W apostrophe Ank. Wank. So wank, yep. yep. But just for the sake of explaining how it's written. The implications of this lost in translation event have been causing quite a stir. Now, I want the record show. All I've done is read the issue. I haven't read the uh, the options here, so I, and there was a little danger going on. But it was the most harmless issue that I had, so it was the best of what a ban imports. That's the concern, but I don't think I don't think Andrew would do that. I think I don't know. I threw you a business issue, hoping that you'd you'd lean into it. I don't know. Yeah, Let's see where we go. Business issues are exactly where you don't meet eye to eye. <laughs> Business issues, yeah, it's more social issues. And I'm hoping this does I hope this leans more towards business and not social. We'll find out. Here, you must taste wank before passing judgment, insists the Macronesian ambassador pouring coffee into your mouth, leaving you to either spit out or swallow. This drink, very popular in my country. The beans are pressed between the buttocks of exotic maidens. Maybe name is a bit funny here in Bold America. But this can be the learning moment for all. Instead of laughing, maybe be teaching world Americans to learn about different cultures and be appreciative of our fine liquids. Now, my friend, want another wank? It's the best. Let me summarize. I've got a product that comes from overseas and I would like you to force people to buy it through this cultural program that I'm going to call... Education. Education. Did yes. he say that? I thought he just said, let us sell it. Did he actually, was there an education thing in there that I just, I may have glossed over. It's written obviously with very bad grammar. Um, <laughs> on, on, on purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he just said this can be a learning moment for all instead of laughing, oh, maybe be teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh no. Mandated teaching classes. Tolerance. Oh, I see the downfall here. <laughs> Mandated cultural classes 
where, where you have to buy, you don't have to drink it, you just have to buy this coffee. Next option. <laughs> that name is intentionally rude, proclaims Colleen Meyer, leader of the more yeah. the morality group of mothers into nice, gentle etiquette. Etiquette? So what's that? Of course, Minge. the prudes are going to come out. Minge is yeah, the, yeah. yeah. We cannot allow such vulgarity to exist within world America. Can you imagine teenagers going to a coffee shop and asking for a... I shudder to think. You must force this distasteful name pro- named product to be rebranded and find any organization that puts offensive words into the public eye. So they're not saying get rid of the company. They're just saying they have to change their name to operate in World America. I have to, I have to appreciate the fact that I'm making a decision on World America's behalf mm. where people are at least <laughs> nominally allowed to allowed do, whatever, to do they want. whatever they want. And a name of a product is absolutely something that should never be, never be you know, banned in any or influenced in any sort of way. That's enti- it's just a name. If you have a problem with a word Don't say and it. a series of sounds, then yeah, that is, that is your problem entirely to deal with. So, so far, out of those two options, which one would you be leaning for? Education or ban a name? Of those two. There's one more. I'm just curious. Where would your leanings be from, from there? Well, look, they're both bad um, because one forces, one forces people into um, an education program or at least you know, sets up one with taxpayer funds mm. um, to sort of give a subsidised advertising and, and trial for, this, for mm. this guy's coffee. The other one says change your name. They're both bad, but of the... Uh, impact changing the name is the is the one that does the least damage. Really, it's just changing the name to something else. It's not saying you can't sell it, and it's not saying to anybody else you have to buy it. Option three. Hey, check out this picture I've got here. Proclaims your niece who has been chucking, uh, chuckling to herself the whole time. My friend who is in Smalltopia sent me this picture after she saw a sign in the window of a laundromat. There, it says, "Drop your pants." Here, you should make a law that states all businesses must have funny mistakes in their advertising. <laughs> the laughter therapy will make World America the happiest place in town. That's my final option. Of mandated memes? <laughs> yep, for businesses. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, that's the one I would be looking at. <laughs> it's, no, it's, no, I'll be going with option one personally because it's learn a new culture, don't be racist. Yeah, is but the, it, no, but it's, it's taking taxpayer funds... Right, in order to force some people, in or 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 at least force them to pay for these for these classes and things, and that's not right. But also, we we don't have like a a, a majority of conservatives, and going with option two is placating a minority in this case because they're offended that about five people are offended and a million people aren't, and this is saying, well, I'm going to rule in favor of the five people. That for me is like fuck off. That's like, true, but you also you're also not hearing from the people that are going to have a marginal increase in their in their taxes in order to pay for something that they will never hear about. Right, cultural you, sensitivity is a pretty important issue, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if 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 somebody, I know I'm arguing with the wrong person here, but I have no, to no, say if, it. If you if you increase taxes by a few percent, right, over over a billion, over oh, I think your population is something like four billion or something now. Hundred trillion last time I think. <laughs> it's huge, right? The increase in somebody's taxes is going to be cents, if anything, for this for this policy, and. A lot of them probably will never hear of the product or will never be tempted to try it just because 
they don't go to the shops where it's sold or, or whatever reason. So you're forcing them to pay a little bit for something that they will never hear about versus the other option, uh, which is to force them to not advertise. People can still call it Wank Coffee. It just can't be advertised as Wank Coffee. And of the two, that one has the least impact on the thing. It's not saying you have to buy it. It's not subsidizing the cost in any way. It's just saying you can't officially, in public, call it Wank Coffee from the business. Everybody else can still call it. Mm. What about option three? Option three to mandate compulsory memes. Well, in, hear me out. It's the only one that isn't costing businesses. anyone anything. Are they're, you they're, kidding they me? They are advertising anyway. Do you know how much creative energy goes into creating memes? And if you... if uh, Not that much, trust me. <laughs> people get bored with them really quickly. If you have an old meme in your shop window, that is just as bad as, as you know, being racist in some... <laughs> in, 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 in Being overtly racist in, in your advertising. Having an old meme, you will have to put so much energy into having a new meme every single day, maybe even, you know, a few times I'm during the day. I'm just saying they're going to pay advertising have, anyway. You have to have one for your breakfast crowd. What? Yeah, but it's forcing them into advertising. It's saying you don't have a choice no, in it's not saying advertising. If they do advertise, they have to do it this way. Yes. But if, if they are advertising, no, then they're doing it anyway. No, you spoil its specialness when you say everybody has to do it. Everyone has to do it. So option two? Is that what we're option going with? Option two. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, it is. You're it's, starbucking, it's, no, it's you're starbucking no. a, a different nation's no, product. It Do is, it. it is, I've already it done is, it. It is entirely wrong to say to a business, you can't call your business, you can't say this word in public. Right? That is entirely wrong. Garden stores are not allowed to sell water butts. Yeah. Is, is that a flower? Is a water butt a flower? Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh Vitreous government provides moral guidance. Flu season to be worse than ever, doctors warn. Deadbeat parents left children unfed. Life more exciting, shorter, survey says. Uh, death rate and social conservatism, conservatism up 2%. Authoritarianism up 1%. That's all the ups. As for the downs... Oh, thanks for that, Andrew. Your your finan- your financial advice has come through. Industry beverage sales down forty one percent. Who even needs beverage sales? Just drink water. Retail down twelve percent. At least they're less rude. They're down three percent in rudeness, and the black market's also down two percent. It's almost every market's just down. Really, it's, it's almost like that was a bad economic decision. Well, economic freedom down one percent. You had other choices that were worse. I don't think on the table you, you had was. three not great options. Yes. <laughs> I think option one was pretty good. Saying, "Yeah, they're foreign. Read a book and buy their and product." Be, it didn't say to buy the product. It said to teach people that things have different names in different cultures. Yeah, that's not a. That's not saying buy this coffee. It's just saying, "Yeah, you Do can." You love already it, it, not have that in your <laughs> your your education no, system. I actively but. do, but apparently there was a <laughs> no. gap, and it was around the word wank. And that's a, yeah, and that's a, and that's a fine idea to say there are other cultures and you should expose yourself to them. However, that also had the rider of education programs. Yeah, but I'm all for, I mean, I'm for all for that. I know you're all for that. <laughs> and, and that is why Antropolia <laughs> is winning. <laughs> it was all about the lesser of the evils. They're all bad choices. I, I don't think there's been a single ideal choice that I've ever had in this game. 
Oh, no, absolutely. Rocket to the moon or rocket to the sun or whatever <laughs> it was. Correct. This has been the first episode of the third season of A New World Order. And if you want to find us online, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter, or you can send us an email at a new world order podcast at gmail.com. If you want to be one of the best people in the entire world, you can find us on Patreon. And for as little as one American dollar a month, you get one in five episodes that is Patreon only. And that'll most likely be where we wrap up the five episode arcs where we're running each other's nations in preparation for the next episode where we switch again. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, until then, I have... Oh, hold it. Oh. I have been your Zane Australian Christ. guy. Sorry, too loud? Yes. <laughs> gotcha. I had Very to stop loud. you. I had to stop you. I have been your council dude of Zane Australia, Seb. That's what we do. Twirling and Chancellor stuff. Chancellor of the National no, Council Chance- of Zane Australia. Yeah, High Chancellor Palpatine of the National Council of Zane Australia. Um, twirling to- forever towards next episode. I have been your champion, your people's douche or whatever of world America. Look at me, I'm so great. That's what we say. Train, and eat your vegetables good. and do your homework. Do push-ups and stuff. <laughs> and I've been your one supreme leader and autocrat from Antipolia, uh, carte blanche sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. <laughs> So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.